What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we've got a really special interview lined up. We have Carlos Soto on the line, the founder of Nosotros Tequila. Um, welcome to the show. Hey, Gally. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of tequila, and I'm a huge fan of Tesla. And you, your company has brought to life the Tesla tequila product, which has been in the works um, for years, uh, rumor this product. So I'm so, so curious if you could tell us, you know, obviously a huge task to go to the drawing board working with Tesla, you know, what did you come up with um, and what did your company uh, bring to market here? Of course. Um, so a little bit of the idea with it was just make something really, really special and unique. Uh, a little bit of a backstory on, on the Nosotros brand, you know, um, till uh, till now we actually only had uh, two SKUs for a long time. We had a, a tequila blanco and a tequila reposado uh, that we had developed. Uh, we recently just launched a mezcal, which was our, our third SKU. Uh, so we went into the mezcal, mezcal world. Uh, but when this project came across, the idea was uh, let's do something that's really special, very unique. Obviously, you know, it has to be up to this Tesla standards. Um, so we decided to make an Añejo, which is basically this is the first time we're going into the Añejo category uh, for people hearing that, you know, may not be too familiar with the categories within within tequila. Uh, yeah, Blanco, we need to break that down. Yeah, I figured it's always a good starting point. But Blanco is anything that's unaged, uh, less than two months. Reposado is anything between two months all the way to 11 months and 29 days. Uh, so anything that doesn't cross the year mark, you know, industry average sits around six to seven months or so. Uh, we come in right at 11. And then Añejo is anything more than a year. So uh, that basically just means it receives a lot more flavors from the barrel. Um, and with Tesla Tequila, we actually went uh, 15 months aged in French oak barrels. So it's, it's a very unique flavor profile. Uh, and yeah, we're just very excited to put it out there. Wow, that's so cool. And so what is it like to uh, the drinking experience of drinking these different versions of tequila? How does that aging change it? Okay, so in in, in our case, um, in obviously as a plastic for Tesla tequila too, uh, our, our focus is doing a blend of agaves. Uh, so we use agaves from Highlands up in Jalisco and Lowlands uh, down in, 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 in Jalisco too, just different geographic areas uh, the highlands tend to have a little bit more exposure to the sun uh, and they actually receive less water, which puts a little bit more stress on the agave itself. This results in an agave being a little bit more um, more sweet, uh, contrary to, you know, some the lowland agaves that tend to be a little bit more peppery. Uh, the lowland agaves gather all that all that water and they have a little bit more shade, so they become a little bit more peppery, more earthy. So the, the flavor profile that we do is a blend between the highlands and the lowlands. So it starts out sweet and it ends on that peppery herbal note. Uh, the idea from the start was to make a sipping tequila, you know, it was relatively affordable. Um, and to get back to your original question, the, the, the flow of drinking these three expressions is a, a blanco. Uh, you get a lot more agave forward. So agave, um, has a little bit of that, you know, herbal nature of it, that pepperiness into it. Um, and th when you go into age expressions, you start getting a little bit more of that, that barrel, that uh, wood taste that you find specifically, say, in like a whiskey or like, a, you know, like a scotch or uh, even a brandy. So that age experience. 
Uh, reposados, depending on how long their age, so anywhere between the two months to the 11 months, uh, they'll get a you know, very strong wood uh, taste or very light. And it, it's very easy to see that with the color of the bottles too. Again, how I mentioned industry standard for that is six to seven, we go 11. Uh, and the reasoning for that is we use French oak barrels. Uh, most tequila brands use American oak, which gives them a little bit closer to like a bourbon finish. We use French oak, which gives us a little bit closer to almost like a mixture between a scotch and a brandy finish. So it makes tequila very unique. And then Añejos, which is the, the Tesla tequila category, um, with the Añejo, we actually went, uh, you know, full 15 months. So we go into the Añejo category and it's really rich and it gets a lot of those flavors that go into the, uh, that come from the wood. Wow. And is this like whiskey where the longer it ages, like a little bit evaporates and because you're paying for the, the aging because a little bit's evaporating, the price or sort of value goes up generally as you age it? Of course. Yeah. So anything, anytime you're aging, there's a bunch of issues that go into, you know, temperature control, making sure that it doesn't oscillate too, too much. Um, and, and yes, it is, it is part of the evaporation. It makes it more expensive. Uh, but it also the time, you know, you're, you're basically sitting on, on product, just waiting for it to age and go through this process. Uh, another thing, at least in, for us specifically, French oak is a lot more expensive than American oak. Uh, so dry, dry, that drives up the price a little bit more. And then lastly, um, we do a level one char, uh, inside of the, of the barrel. Uh, just to bring out a lot of the natural sugars that you find in the wood. Uh, level one char just means that the, the, the barrel inside actually gets burnt uh, wow. for about 15 seconds. Sounds so artisanal. And so <laughs> how, did, how did you come up on, you know, why did you, you haven't done it in Yeho before. Why did you decide this was the time and Tesla was, was this was the product to, to do that on instead of one of your traditional ones? Yeah, to be completely honest, it was, you know, we started with just a Blanco, which is uh, the on age expression. Um, we've been a bootstrap company for a long time and just recently we, we started growing a little bit faster and we did our, our first rounds of funding and whatnot. Um, and we focused just on quality, 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 right? That was the, the first part. Um, when we went into the Reposado, since we were doing a French oak barrel, which is more expensive and we wanted to just, you know, do something that was very complex, um, in terms of flavor, uh, we went to 11 months and that what yielded was, Hey, we have a product that tailors to reposado drinkers but also tailors to a lot of people that drink añejo so for a long time we felt very comfortable with, with those two skews we could focus on growing the brand and putting it out there you know just sharing with people what we were doing and then uh when we actually went into exploring this project um the the idea was hey let's let's if we're gonna do this let's do something that's unique that's different something that we haven't done before and then the idea of the añejo came through uh and something special you know, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like you're, you're kind of, you know, you're a very new company, your product R and D got to the point where you were comfortable, you know, aging it and you guys had more experience aging them more and more. And, you know, it takes, if it's a 15 month age tequila, you got to do it and then wait 15 months. So this has been in the works for a while. Like how old's your company, you know, only five years old or so. So. Yeah, exactly. So it, it started, it started a while back and, and, you know, we got just, there's multiple layers of things happening at the same time, but you know, right when we decided that this is this is going to be the chant, the the road that we were going to take, we're like, okay, so this is we're doing an añejo. We're going to put a lot of tequila into into aging. <laughs>
So this might be a little too uh, nerdy of a question, but I'm curious, you know, what's up with the agave plant? Because you were saying, you know, you guys blend these two sort of different varieties and way growing in different terrain, terroir, you know, it sounds like a lot goes into this agave plant. So can you tell us like, how does this go from like, you know, a leaf in the ground to awesome tequila? So agaves, they actually grow and, and they have to, to be, um, you gotta wait for them to harvest them uh, to a point where there's enough uh, sugar bricks content uh, inside, of, inside of those agaves. So we use an agave called Blue Weber, which is the one that is, that is um, uh, authorized for the tequila from the regulating council of tequila, right? Um, mezcal, on the other hand, that's the Wild West. There you have a lot of different options of what mezcal you can use, uh, what you can, where you can go for, for, for production of mezcal. With tequila, it's only Blue Weber. So uh, within the Blue Weber world, um, big conglomerates, big brands, uh, they're harvesting their agaves two, three years in because they need the production uh, really, really quickly. We only do anything over six to seven years. And the reasoning for that is, Realistically, agaves are not fully ripe until basically that that range, six to seven years. So it all depends on size and how and you know what what weight they're at and how ripe they actually are. Uh, but it is a long process, and it takes a specific group of, of people that know what they're doing. And, and thankfully, we we've, we found a really solid network of farmers down in Jalisco that help us uh, find these places. And, you know, we practice a lot of crop rotation by doing that because we, we use some in the highlands, some in the lowlands, and then we do use different areas. Um, and it's, it's really a, an artisanal process. Like these guys are doing everything by hand. And it's so, so cool. And I know you say you're on your website, it's like a small batch tequila. And here you talk about the ingredients, you know, something that I've learned from the beverage industry is like, it feels like we had like all this innovation, like 50 years ago, and then all these beverages hit the shelves and like got locked in with distributors and then never really changed. And so I feel like, you know, were they, what ingredients are they actually using? How artisanal is it? Like that's only happened recently. And so now it seems like we're having to go and like redo all of these categories in a, in a better way. So I'm kind of curious, like how Nosotros's, you know, small batch product would compare to bigger box tequila that we're seeing on the shelf. Well, my, my response to that would be, let's do a blind tasting and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, it is it is remarkable. You know, it's it's a lot of these big brand conglomerates. Um, they have their processes and they're producing recurrently. You know, it's just they're just basically putting out product all the time, and uh, their processes are very uh, very industrial. Um, we we do a lot a lot of stuff by hand uh, on our tequila process. We we use brick ovens, which is uh, a little bit more of the traditional uh, methods. Uh, there's different ways of, of, of cooking agave nowadays. Um, and, you know, some are a lot quicker, a lot more industrialized. Uh, we like the brick oven because it's a little bit slower. Uh, you know, it kind of yields, in our opinion, a much higher quality uh, cooking uh, process for the agaves. Um, so it is interesting. I think it's been really cool seeing how the industry has, has little by little, you know, people are now more and more getting interested into uh, artisanal products and into more uh, complex flavors than what they were used to, right? Um, especially in the tequila world. Before, you know, you could think of two, three brands uh, 10 years ago, and, and, and now there's a lot of people doing some really cool stuff. Totally. And how would you say, building on that, um, how has the internet changed beverage distribution? Because I feel like that must be a trend. You know, you probably wouldn't be able to start your company 20 years ago. 
it would be way harder, but now you have the internet, word of mouth, maybe distribution's easier. I don't even know, can you sell direct? Um, but you know, how has the internet really changed what you can do as a beverage company? I mean, it's it's been it's been a pivotal moment for the for the beverage industry, and you see that I think even within the the craft beer, craft beer really pivoted the way for for craft uh, spirits because a lot of people through the internet were able to find you know hey like there's this 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 brewery doing this and this and you know you saw it in San Diego, you saw it in Portland, like all these different like little niches of of craft beer coming over here and, 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 and really sparked a lot of interest in people like, yeah, hey, I don't want to drink the traditional big brands anymore. I want to try something different that, uh, funneled into the spirits world and, uh, people started realizing, okay, like there's a lot more to spirits than, than what I was used to. Um, and the internet has been the whole reason for that. You know, suddenly we, as a company, for example, uh, nosotros started with a, with a $18,000 loan. Uh, you know, and realistically, uh, having something like that go into uh, uh, what we are today is 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 a really is really cool seeing it, and it, it wouldn't have been able to do it without uh, internet and more so like social media too. Uh, suddenly, you have an opportunity to go against the big guys and actually convey a message uh, if you do it right and if you focus on the right environments that is much more affordable than before. Um, I think to your point, you know, the internet, not only in our, in our industry is, is the main reason why we live in the most, uh, uh, the best time in history for entrepreneurship and, and developing totally. of, of, of products and concepts. Yeah. And so I guess building on that, you may have kind of already answered this, but I'm curious, like you started this, I guess, at the end of college, it sounds like, uh, you know, why did you think at that time the world needed another tequila company? You know, you started have this idea, you're willing to take a loan. Like what was, where did that conviction come from? A little bit of conviction was uh, um, a lot of, a lot of user experience, to be honest. And, and the, I say user because, uh, well, I'm originally from Costa Rica, so I was born and raised over there. And then I moved to California and here in California, discovered tequila. And I was like, wow, tequila's awesome. There's a lot more to it than, than I think, you know, uh, my first impression, I think most people's first impression with tequila is that you take shots and, you know, you take a lime and salt and then you make an ugly face, you know, um, and there's a lot more to that than, than just that experience. Um, so I discovered tequila, I started looking into it and, and the original premise, funny enough, was come up with a business idea that has nothing to do with technology. Um, and this is the reasoning for it was our, our, my teacher at the time was tired of everyone thinking, well, Hey, we're going to do the Uber for this or the Uber for that and your phone. And like, it was like, guys, forget about that. There's a lot more out there. Um, so that wasn't a Friday. Uh, I, I actually went out with some friends on that night and, and, you know, bought a tequila drink. And then I saw people drinking, you know, buying tequila. And I realized, well, like there's an opportunity here. And the more and more I looked into the industry, I saw that it was growing. I saw that there was a lot, there was a, there's a huge interest again, through the internet, a huge interest of people like digging into, into brands. And, um, and the main thing I realized was every brand that I've liked that has like really, really high quality that I can sip on, that I can pour by itself, whether it be neat on the rocks or whatever, uh, and actually just enjoy it by itself is is really really overpriced um hmm. so part of the premise was you know we want to 
we want to do something that is, is, is meant to bring people together that, you know, at the end of the day, drinking is a social experiment. You're literally just enjoying something to uh, make it easier to interact with people and have, have that, you know, human interaction. Why does everything have to be so, so expensive? So I, I took it in a project to actually go down to Jalisco, understand how the process works. Why is it that, you know, a lot of these brands uh, do things and price the way they are. And a lot of it is, is you know, it comes down to marketing and, and, and so many people out there saying that this is worth this and this and this. Um, so the goal is to create really, really high quality tequila at an, at an affordable rate. Uh, and that's how Nosotros started. Um, that was the, the, the premise behind it. Wow. And before you uh, teamed up with Tesla, you know, how is the company doing? You know, do you have any stats like, do, uh, you know, amount of doors or sales or employees? You know, uh, how is it doing? Yeah, you know, we've been we've been done growth every year and year uh, since inception, which is which has been amazing. Uh, our main focus uh, was growing in, within California. So California has uh, one fifth of the entire tequila industry in the U.S. Uh, believe it or not, the U.S. is the, the, the highest consumer tequila in the world. Wow. Um, so, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, so, you know, I, I think just living in California, having that, that always margarita weather helps a little bit. <laughs> but um but yeah, that, that basically turned into um, going into an environment that we wanted to focus on, you know, nailing a system that really worked and then scaling it. So the last few years we've been, we've been nailing uh, our, our motors up around the, you know, we're not part of any big distribution group or anything like that. We've been doing things on our own. So we go straight to our accounts. We go straight to the, to the restaurants, to the bars, to the bars that we work with, to our retail partners, and we bring the product to them. Um, and the last year has really been expanding that, you know, we're getting ready to, uh, to start working in, in, in Chicago and Illinois, uh, New York is in the works. Uh, so no, it's, it's been a it's been a dream come true, honestly, and 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 um, a lot of a lot of people just believing in us and, and really believing in the product first, and then seeing what we we're able to do. That's so cool. The the good quality tequila is spreading. That's that seems like great news for the world. Um, and so, awesome. so I noticed <laughs> you, you're doing deliveries in a truck that is a pickup truck. Uh, this is like a video from a year ago, pre Cybertruck launch. So I'm not I'm not holding anything back, but I'm just. <laughs> Dude, the, the Nesotro Cybertruck, like doing deliveries for my, right? Is this, this is like 2023. This is a given, right? This is 2023. It's happening. We're changing all of our fleet. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, so uh, back to this, the te Tesla tequila. Um, so I'm not allowed to, I haven't seen the bottle. We're recording this pre-launch, so I don't know what it looks like, but I know the bottle is super dope, mind-blowing, amazing, beautiful can you explain, you know, the theory behind it and, and how you designed it? Totally. Um, so obviously once this comes out, uh, we'll be able to share a little bit more and, and here's some images, <laughs> insert images. <laughs> um, but no, the, the idea with it was, you know, at the end of the day, it's something that has to make sense for, for, for this partnership. Uh, uh, the shape of the bottle is a, a lightning bolt. Uh, that's it's very, very pretty uh, with the stand as, as you can see now. Um, and the idea behind it is, is, is a, something that pays tribute to sustainable energy, uh, to, you know, the future and, and, to, and to this world that we're going into. Uh, but it also pays tribute to the origins of tequila. And the idea behind that is uh, there's a myth in, in tequila, basically, that tequila started from uh, a god that sent a lightning bolt that struck down an agave plant. 
which cooked the agave plant and uh, that yielded the first ever batch of tequila wow. uh, so it's it's a play on you know on on on, on sustainable energy and the the myth the origin of, of tequila which makes it really special uh, in terms of the bottle itself, it's handcrafted. Uh, you know, it takes two people to blow it. It's just very, very unique, and, and it's a very slow process, uh, very high-skilled level of, of work that goes into it. Um, and it's, I mean, in my opinion, it's absolutely beautiful. At a high level, would you say there's, you know, tequila, electric cars, pretty different industries, but what would you say, you know, are there are there brands sort of ideologies or ethos that you overlap with on Tesla in terms of, you know, a really good quality product, thinking of an industry a different way, beautiful design, you know, where you, is that sort of where you kind of connected? I think you hit the nail on the head and all, all those, you know, I think the, the premise uh, for both of us has always been, you know, put, put product first and then everything else will follow. Um, on our side, has, it has always been the narrative, hey, let's make really good high quality tequila and then let's, let's put it out to the market. Uh, one thing that I also, you know, think there's a similarity over there is, is us handling all of our distribution and going going to places and actually bringing our product ourselves. Ooh, that that vertical really brings, integration, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That really brings a lot of like that that unique uh, experience that that uh, consumers get. And um, and at the end of the day, it's all about the consumer experience, right? I think that's that's what really separates uh, um, brands. And so maybe we can end it with, I guess, the vision. Or actually, no, I have one. I have one kind of business question. Are so mm -hmm. you, you took a loan? Did you bootstrap? Are you raising from investors? Is this you know is Nosotros Tequila a super hot startup on it in its own right that's going to IPO soon? Like, <laughs> no. So we uh, yeah, Nosotros started out uh, with a loan and, and some savings that I had from from college. Um, basically, you stole my savings. <laughs> Uh, but then um, it, we slowly started bringing some partners into the company and, you know, we, we continued growing. Uh, last year, we did do our, our first official, I'd say, like formal uh, round of investment. Uh, but, you know, for the foreseeable future, we, we don't see a need, a need for that. We Thankfully, we've been um, operating always very conservatively in terms of our spend expenditures. And, um, and yeah, I think that's, that's where we're headed. Awesome. And so you're based in LA and what's, what's the vision behind Nosotros? Just more and more tequilas? Is there other, you know, ways to distribute tequila, other tequila agave related products that you could hint about, or should we just, do we just got to stay tuned? <laughs> no, totally. I mean, we, we just launched a mezcal. So this is the first time we we're going into the mezcal category. Um, we're, we're fans of the agave spirit as a whole, uh, you know, just going into Mezcal, it's a completely different area. We're working, we're working, uh, in Oaxaca in, in Mexico. So it's a different, different part of Mexico. Um, the Sierra Sur. So in the South Southern part of Oaxaca, there's a, a set of mountains that, uh, yield really good agaves. And we did basically how I was explaining the, the Highland and the Lowland approach that we have within, uh, Nosotros Tequila for Nosotros Mezcal. What we did was blending two different types of agaves. Uh, so we're working with Espadín and Toala. Espadín is your your um, agave that your most tequila, uh, most mezcals are, mezcales are usually made with. Um, it's the entry level, um, you know, agave that, that really provides a solid foundation for for mezcal. Um, and then we blended it with um, Toala. Toala is a wild agave, so almost like going truffle hunting. <laughs> you need to go go try and find them. Um, wow, they don't that go is too dope. well when they're when they're next to each other. 
so it, it really just creates a really cool experience. You know, Toalas is called the king of agaves for a reason. Um, and they're very contrasting in terms of flavor. You know, espadín is a lot more smoky, gives you like that campfire thing that you expect expect with, with mezcal, while um, toalá is a little bit more fruity. It almost has a little bit more like, a, like an apricot uh, touch to it. Uh, so this was basically grabbing the Nosotros philosophy of, of having, you know, having that intentional duality of, of blending two areas, bringing it into the mezcal world and uh, bringing something that's just very unique for, for people to try and experience. Wow. Can't wait. I'm going to have to, I'm, you're making me thirsty for all this tequila and mezcal. Um, oh man, you know, there's, there's <laughs> some stuff coming your way, man. Just wait for it. <laughs> yeah, this is so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carlos, for taking the time to, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about, about Nosotros, the Tesla tequila story. Like, so this is to me, like the fact that this ex product exists is just like the coolest thing ever. And it must feel so good to like put it out in the world. So huge congrats and props. And I cannot wait to try it and get my hands on a bottle. Um, so yeah, really, thank you for the time. Thank you, Gali. I appreciate you and, and really look forward to, to hearing your thoughts on, on everything that we've put forward. <laughs> Definitely. And nosotrostequila.com, what's your website that we can plug? Yeah, nosotrostequila.com. You can find us at nosotrostequila uh, on Instagram too. And, you know, any anything that goes into there, we, we all look at it. We're a small team and, and we're nimble, but we're, we move quickly. Hell yeah. Thanks again. Go follow. See y'all next time. Peace. <laughs> See you, Gali.